What's up, guys? Welcome into the College Football Insider Podcast. I am your co-host and uh, current host, Chris Marler. Um, big show for you today. We have a we did a live stream last night of the first round of the NFL Draft. Had a lot of fun. Had several guests, including producer Dan, Philip Dukes from Auburn Two Four Seven, uh, and a couple others as well. Um, before we get started, so there was not a lot of news um, this week in the world of college football. Uh, however, one thing that was notable from this week uh, happened on Thursday when uh, Notre Dame backup quarterback Tyler Buckter entered the transfer portal and Alabama and, and committed, signed, whatever you want to call it, with Alabama. Um, now, listen, I tried my best to sit here and figure out uh, and turn this into a positive. It was not well received, obviously. I will say if you're looking for like the side of the optimism, right, um, why would this move make sense? He's been you know he was a he was a good recruit he was a uh top 100 recruit uh was composite 247 he was the 11th ranked quarterback in the class of 2021 uh top 100 guy i think espn had him ranked 41st overall had offers from all over the country bama usc michigan georgia um a few others as well now he has been kind of riddled with injuries um had not a ton of highs not a ton of lows um, he was the MVP of the, of the, uh, Gator bowl, uh, this past December, uh, I think it was, or maybe January, I don't know, um, against South Carolina where he had five touchdowns and, um, the game winning touchdown as well with a minute and a half to go. There are reasons this makes sense. He's familiar with the offense. You look at what, um, both quarterbacks from Alabama currently on the roster, um, you know, Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson did in the spring game. Uh, both combined for under 50% completion percentage and had three combined interceptions. Uh, not just that, the interceptions were costly ones um, in situations where you can't have them, whether it be in the red zone, uh, the play following you um, com- or forcing a turnover, things like that. Not a lot of growth from that standpoint. Now, the downside of this, if you're looking at um, or uh, one more thing about the optimism. Okay. I know this is, again, um, a move that has not been super well received or super positive, I think from the outside looking in and, you know, with good reason, he didn't set the world on fire by any means at Notre Dame, obviously got beat out by Sam Hartman. Um, That being said, we just watched, uh, you know, the back-to-back national champs uh, at Georgia do that with a former walk-on at quarterback. So it could be done. Um, You know, that, that would be reason enough, I think for optimism. That being said, uh, the biggest thing he stands out to me when you look at this kid's numbers from Tyler Beckner is the turnovers. He's he's only had four meaningful games slash starts in his career. Like I said, very injury, um, a ton of injuries last year. But in those four games, he's had at least two plus interceptions in three of the four. Um, multiple pick sixes. Most of them came in the second half. You look at the Ohio State game this year where uh, he started out eight for eight. Um, they had the lead at halftime goes two for 10 the rest of the way. Um, not great. Now, again, MVP of the Gator Bowl, uh, where he had five total touchdowns. Um, he is athletic, which is which is good. Uh, he will be able to move the pocket. Obviously, that's something that Alabama is going to focus on under Tommy Reese. Um, he's averaged 10-plus carries per game um, in all four of those starts that I mentioned. But like I said, if you're talking about an offense that is the biggest thing for this offense, I think, going into next season, is you're going to have to have – you're going to have to take care of the football. And it sounds super cliche and, and, and dumb and, and kind of, you know, um, like, of course, that's what you need to do like as a, as a focus. But when you look at the last several quarterbacks that Bama's had, they've not only been exceptional at 
explosive plays, chunk plays, all that kind of stuff, but also protecting the football. You know, Mac Jones was 41 touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, Bryce Young, I think, had seven picks in two years, I want to say. Um, I could be wrong about that. Maybe it was it might have been no more than seven in, in either year. That being said, um, you cannot have a situation where you're turning the ball over um, if you are going to succeed with with the lack of talent, I think, um, and, and kind of playing from behind with that offense. You don't have an elite receiving core. Um, you're going to use the tight ends a lot, but it's not like the tight ends are, you know, like even remotely close to what you have at Texas or, or at Athens. Anyway, that being said, um, could he start? Sure. Um, and maybe that's the right move. Uh, the bigger question for me is, you know, you have five quarterbacks on scholarship uh, in that on that roster. You signed a couple of high profile kids from this past year. Uh, I think you had two in that class alone. You have a five star who's the number one two overall quarterback in the class for next year, Julian saying, do you lose any of those guys because of what this does to the depth? That's a bigger question for me. Um, anyway, that is all of the Tyler Buckter situation. Um, stay tuned for the rest of the show. Obviously hope you guys enjoy it. We had a blast making it. Uh, if you tuned in the live show, we appreciate it and we will see you next Monday. That's fine. You can leave that off. Okay. Hey everybody, welcome back uh, to another, this is like a mega episode, I guess, of the podcast here, College Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South. What is our plan? So, um, the plan, we were talking about doing a live stream, it's just been too difficult to like, like, connect with so many different people, because everyone's, everyone's doing the same thing. Right, yeah, exactly. Like, what I was, what I, I, we could have still done it probably, what I was worried about is if we did, and we did the live stream like at the very start or like, you know, 7.45, 7.30 at the start at 8. There was going to be so many guests and so many, so much dead air. Like it would have been a nightmare to like try to edit afterwards. So we've got a couple right. guests um, that might drop in. Um, got uh, Duke. Um, what do you call it? Phil Dukes from um, Auburn 247. Big also Atlanta Falcons oh, guy. Nice. Um, producer Dan's probably going to stop by. we got a couple people. Good Lord. What a suit um who's that wow this draft has been crazy so far huh yeah it has so what's up jay um yeah welcome in everyone uh we are live it is nine o'clock thursday night eastern time um first round we're six picks in they're about to make the seventh only two so they've only had picks from the big 10 and the sec so far three and three uh we've had what four three quarterbacks taken or four uh richardson stroud and bryce yeah um but yeah but it's been levis, a while. They, they said levis might slide like real far now i yeah because i don't it, everything's so like everything's gonna be based off of team needs and stuff but I, like i don't think i've ever seen a time where somebody has traded back up immediately like these uh like they have this year this is crazy all right the pick is in the pick is in we got raiders who do you think it is, Chris? Tell me. I don't know what they need. Levis looks concerned, to say the least. It's not going to be any anybody from Bama because they. I don't think Bama players, especially receivers, are allowed to go to Vegas anymore. After all the. Oh my uh, God, what's wrong with this guy? Who are you ahead of me? Are you what? What channel are you watching? ESPN. Oh, I'm on NFL Network. 
And I'm I'm not streaming. I'm on a satellite, so I am ahead of you. Okay, but don't don't say anything. Okay. Um, I can't say anything. I mean, you can. I want to ruin it. I know you do. Uh, Pick is in. It's been in. Do you know that? Also, like the Panthers, like Chris Gordy brought this up on a couple episodes ago, and it's a fantastic point. What are we doing at the start? Like at the start of the draft, like you've had months to prepare. You know, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's it's every year though. It's like they, I don't know if they like give the prospect a moment to like celebrate before they make the pick or what. But yeah, it's so weird. It's a waste of time. Pretty also this year was kind of wild for a minute because they talked to Bryce Young's dad and he says, yeah, QB could be, could be the pick here. Um, right. Cause I think right now they have Jared. No, Simmons. they got Jimmy G. They got Jimmy G. So and unless I was thinking, unless it was Richardson, maybe they would pick him, but I don't think they're going to go Levis here. Do you? I don't know. I mean, Levis is a, it's kind of crazy also that hey. like a, Reddit, a Reddit thing was like responsible for draft odds plummeting from right. fourth to, to, to 400. There's been a lot of weird shit that Reddit has, Reddit has created. Remember GameStop? Yeah, that was fun. Um, at least you don't have to eat a pair of jeans. Yeah, for those of you who don't that's know, a, that that's was, the that plus. Was a nightmare for a minute. Also, like, screw you, because I went to you as my, my co-host and friend to back me up, because I said, like, basically a year ago, I was so dumbfounded about the fact that Will Levis might be even a oh, first round. here we go. All right, hold on. Can you hear um, anything in the background? Ooh, here we go. So, Tyree Wilson, DN from Texas Tech. That is the pick from, from Oakland. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. So, Dude, so now this, is this one's interesting for us, obviously, because we're both from Atlanta, and and also, um, I know this. So Jalen Carter is available for the Falcons. We're you just have gonna, to him. like you have to you go have get to take him. him. It's, I, are, is it? Uh, I swear to God, like, is he just that bad of a person off the field? No, no, I don't get it. I mean, he had a it, clearly, clearly, he is. Oh. Why is everybody passing him? I'm not. I'm not going to get into this because I can't handle. I, like, I mean. I don't have the the same following ever since I got uh, suspended on Twitter. So like I could deal with it, but I don't want to deal with it. I don't, I don't want to deal with like, I don't think he's a bad person. He made, I think he made a bad mistake. Um, all right. So we should bring no, in. No, no, no. But that, that, that aside, I've heard there now there's like rumors that he's like, wasn't the best practice guy. Like, I mean, I great granted all that matters is if you perform on Saturdays and in this case Sundays, but something has to be wrong for him to not be, picked yet and so i'm watching i'm watching nfl network ian rapaport came on and said that there's two players that the board basically sets up poorly for right now and it was levis because the colts didn't take him Mm -hmm. and then it was um jalen carter he said if the raiders don't pick him then he's gonna have a slide outside the top 10 I mean, I don't so, know player in the draft, though. All right. Also, is there less time this year on the clock? Is it eight minutes instead of ten? Hope so. There's no reason to have that much time. Well, I don't know. You've been doing draft prep for literally the entire last year. 
I like if the Falcons take Will Levis, I'm gonna jump off the deck to my death. It can't happen. I will. I will. It can't happen. <laughs> if the, I will tell you right now, if the Falcons take Will Levis, I'll eat a pair of jeans. So that was the bet I said a year ago. I was like, I, you know, I would I would eat a pair of jeans if Will Levis went number one overall because I thought it was ridiculous. And then like, two days ago, um, we see that that his like somebody like leaked on Reddit and it was like he's telling his friends and family he's gonna go number one overall. And I was like kind of freaked out. And then I told you I was like, hey man, like we got there's no there's no fucking way. All right, if you again, oh my like, god, oh, I am so yeah. nervous about what the I feel like the Falcons always do something I don't want. Also, oh, shout out to Jalen Carter for wearing like, like my favorite Easter Easter thing suit of all time. Um, well, they've been linked to Christian Gonzalez a lot. Yeah. Oh God, the pick is in. Oh no! Oh no! I, I, I think I, I think I'd be the most disappointed with Christian Gonzalez, to be honest. And it's probably gonna be him. Okay, so I have not. So we have some. We got some comments going. This is good. This is good. Um, if you are if you're joining us live uh, or if you are listening to this on the recorded version, um, sorry for jumping all over the place. We probably should have thrown in something at the very beginning. Um, <laughs> but basically, um, all right, hold on, let me mute Tyler. Um, so basically, we are going to do this for probably about like an hour or so. We've got a couple of interviews coming up. Um, and then we'll get into some of the other news and notes around uh, college football. This is the worst. Pepper says hello. Pepper, let's let's calm it down, guys. Uh, hopefully, uh, so I saw Jeff Rollins in the chat here said so the, the Hawks are tied. That's great. So I saw they were down twelve to two to open the game. Um, what is everybody's team? So if you're in the chat right now, I see there's. 42 people in here, which is awesome. Um, what are y'all's favorite teams? So let's get it going. So I'm the Falcons. I don't know that Chris has one. Chris, you're like a Patriots fan? No, I'm a Falcons fan. No, you're not. You're not a real Falcons fan. What does that mean? I feel like you're a Patriots fan. I'm not a, I'm not a Patriots fan. Okay, that's good. All right, you're a Falcons fan. Then. That's Me, good. 2015. Blake's a Bears fan. Corey Wood is a Patriots fan. All right, like if the Falcons seriously like this is going to ruin the night if they pick Christian Gonzalez. I don't think that would ruin the night. What would ruin the night is if they like if they pick Will so Levis. I I was I was hoping they would jump in and take um take what do you call it uh, Nolan Smith early. I don't want to take Bijan Robinson even though I know we need a running back. Um, yeah, but like I, I yeah, I would much rather have them take like. If Dude, the, by the way, don't look at Twitter, by the way, because it's – you know who's breaking the news before the draft happens? Schefter. No, Shams. Who – what is that? The, the NBA guy. That sucks. I know. It's like, what are you doing? I don't like that at all. Uh, so I've been trying to stay off Twitter because it's literally ruining every pick. And chat, you don't ruin it either. Oh, my God. What, what's going on? Oh no! I think the pick's been made. Everyone's upset in the chat. It doesn't seem good. They're not gonna take the kid from. Oh no, That's... dude! Don't don't say anything. Don't. Uh, always happen when it's like Atlanta. I can't based. look at the chat. I can't look at the chat. Stop looking at the chat. 
Why does this always happen with Atlanta-based sports? Where it's like, all right, so we have seven picks that are made. Now we have like the eighth it, pick. It's, and it's, it's just, not going to be Jalen Carter. Just shut up. Don't say anything. Why do you get a commercial? Of course, like right when the Falcons are up. Like go, like. All right, quiet. Yeah. All right. I, I, based on the chat, I'm not looking at it anymore. But a couple people lead me to believe. I'm not gonna say it. I don't want to blow it for you, Chris. That's all I'm asking you to do. Come on, please don't be the person I think it is. But also, I mean, so if you're if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, like we're, obviously we're live right now, but like the Falcons pick has been in for oh god, like, there's six minutes left on the clock for the for the fucking Bears. God, hurry up, Goodell. There's no way he's having any kind of meaningful conversation or engagement with the, with the audience. This is no, no, no. Everybody hates him there. Oh, no. All right. I'm going to take off my headphones real quick while he announces this. Are these kids going to announce it? Great. I don't know. This sucks. Perfect. This, this entire situation sucks. I'm, I'm, I'm muting. Hold on. This sucks. I hate this entire thing. Can you just fucking tell us what the pick is, Goodell? That sucks. Oh, oh my God. Dude, right, Bijan. So the Falcons have taken Bijan Robinson. Um, wow, dude. I'm not disappointed by that, by the way. You know what I'm disappointed about? Like, and I genuinely mean this. <laughs> wow, Bijan. They always go best player available. No, they don't. They almost never do that. No, this under the new regime. That's what they say. They say always try to go best player available. I gotta think Jalen Carter's got some severe issues here. I don't. I don't think that's true. Um. All right. So B. John Robinson. So this was. I saw this today. Like, here's here's the positive of this pick. B. John Robinson is a great running back. Um, he has been a great running back. Um, there's like the ups and downs of it. Obviously, it's because like when you take a running back in the first round in general, it's not like considered a great pick we're going to see two running backs go in the first round tonight though um because jameer gibbs is most likely going to go as well uh but Bijan, or like like i think there was somebody that had a report the other day that was like that uh, from either what was it it was uh not action but it was what is the what is the what is the stupid fucking site where you have to pay like a dollar for like it's like ten dollars a month for it starts with an A. OnlyFans? No, that's that's way more than ten dollars a month. The athletic. Uh, the athletic. So the athletic did a, a, a like a story about how 
since 1980, teams that have taken a, a, a first round or the top 10 have only made the Super Bowl, I think, three times with that team. Really? Uh, B. John Robinson, according to some, I forgot exactly which draft guy it was because there's a thousand of them, had yeah. um, Robinson as the number one overall available player um, in this yeah. draft. I think a lot of people had him in the, in the one or number one or two. Daniel Jeremiah, I think. Right. Had him number two overall player. He also had, like, in his time at, at Texas, he had um, 186, dude, 186, uh, like, force or 180 something uh, forced missed tackles. That was 60 more than the next closest person um, in what do you call it? Uh, in college football in that same time frame. I don't know. I mean, wow, this is crazy. Yeah, I was a little worried they were going to draft Will Levis there. That could have been tough. Yeah, at least it wasn't Levis. Um, yeah. No, I like Bijan, man. Dude, That's they got him as the top overall player. So th- so let's get into the Jalen Carter stuff. And also, I've tried to do this like several times, and we could talk. So real quick, wait. Th- are we are we so far behind now because the Falcons fucking boys and girls club moment that the next two picks are already in? Philly traded up. To nine? Yeah. It's got to be Carter. Yeah, you got to think Philly's going to take Carter. Um, I don't see. I just I don't know how I feel. Like, mm. wow, Bijan, crazy. Yeah, check your phone, Tyler. Um. Anyway, so like, kind of shocked, I guess, in terms of the fact that um. I just I, like we talk about last year going into the combine that there you had you had people talking about even then with all of the stuff going on with Georgia, which was like a you know basically just like a recruiting commercial for the combine and the draft last year. Um, that Carter was still the best player from that defense. I, there's, I mean, I don't know how far he could slip. I don't think he slips farther than this. I still say he's the best player in the draft. I don't think like it's the NFL. So like off the field concerns. What are we even fucking talking about? Oh, well, yeah. uh, I, I think it could be potentially like work ethic, not necessarily like criminal behavior. Somebody did say earlier that he's got um, like if you got off the field concerns or character issues and then on the field concerns. And I was like, hold on, you said like on the field. Like, I don't I don't think that is the case. Um, so this is what's been going on. Like uh, several people have mentioned this in the chat. This would be the obvious um, link here for for Georgia fans, especially is if he does go to Philadelphia here, that means Philadelphia would have him and Jordan Davis to run next to each other. Um, so I don't know, dude. They just uh, NFL just compared him to LT Bijan with Danny Tomlinson. Oh, I think so. I was like Lawrence Taylor. Um, okay so we had we almost had somebody on the on the podcast this week carmen vitale who is a a friend of mine her her cousin's like one of my best friends she she works now in chicago does a lot of stuff with the nfl and works closely with the bears and that was one of her big things was like if he fall if if jalen carter falls to nine the bears would have to take him but also the bears gm i think is a former offensive lineman so the kid from Northwestern is a logical um, 
logical pick there. What's up, James? Uh, James O'Quinn. It's been a long time, bud. Yeah. Also, you got Broderick Jones and Darnell Wright there at tackle as well. Yeah, that's also true. Um, I think going into tonight, the over under on on uh, where Broderick Jones would land was like fourteen and a half. Um, <clears throat> all right. So it looks like there's a lot of people that are saying they might just become an Eagles fan. Here we go. Here's the pick. Yeah. All right, so there's Jalen. Wow. That's big, dude. Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, and Nicobe Dean. So, and, and like, I just didn't watch most of, uh, um, what do you call it? I didn't watch most of the Eagles season uh, until, obviously, the playoffs. But, like, I don't, I don't feel like, Dean or I know Davis's numbers weren't anything crazy, which is fine because this is position. Um, anybody that knows better than me, like like how much did did either of them play or factor into last season? Um, if you're an SEC fan, because like before this, you know, there was rumors about how Derrick Henry might might link up with them. They might trade to get him because um, of what AJ Brown tweeted. But you got AJ Brown and Devontae Smith at your receiver position. Now mm-hmm. you've got Three Georgia players at the core of that defense. Jalen. Um, and also he's a, like, he's a big 12 guy though. Okay. So the thing too, with like, I understand how people might have like different feelings about Jalen Carter, but when you have like, like not only do you have Carter, but you have um, two of the most likable UGA players in recent memory. God damn it. Pepper. Uh, with Nicobe Dean and um, what do you call it? Jordan Davis too. Hold on. Yeah, that's that's that could end up being a steal for sure. Wow. A lot of dogs on the on the Eagles at this point. I could definitely see that coming back being like in three years, like the Falcons fans being like, Oh yeah, we drafted a running back when we could have had this dude who's just like tearing up the NFL. Definitely see that happening. I just don't. I mean, if you're a Falcons fan, you've had Cordero Patterson being like your main running back over the past couple of years. But like, I mean, Bijan better. He's, he's got to be like. Well, they had a rookie last year that went over a thousand yards, Algier. Right. That's a nice little one-two punch. But I actually heard. Um, I actually heard a pretty good um, anecdote. I think it was from Daniel Jeremiah. He said, look, if you're the Falcons and you're committed to Desmond Ritter as your QB, you and you're you're still kind of at a, a rebuilding state of your program that you'd rather win games with offensive firepower to give your young QB confidence going into the second phase of your rebuild rather than winning defensive battles and you're you got to move on from your QB. True. So he was of the opinion that they should take Bijan. So, um, I would have loved Jalen. I'm I'm excited about Bijan though. That's a that's gonna be a fun player. I mean, the Falcons' offense is gonna be fun. London Pitts, 
Bijan and if they, they need I mean, a second receiver. Especially. Um, talk toys equals excitement. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. It has been it is going to be obviously a more laid back episode. Um, all right, Tyler, outside of the draft, let's uh talk about some of the other stuff that we're going to get to later in the episode, or maybe it'll be before, depending on how we break this thing up. But well, you want um, to talk Buchner? You want to talk Buchner? Is that what you want, Chris? I mean, I think we probably will talk about that regardless. Um, Bama getting a quarterback in the portal. Um, <laughs> yeah. not a super the concerns popular. were real, I guess. Yeah, I think that I think that's fair. Um, I have one positive thing to say about it, and then I have a bunch of negative things to say about it. We can get to we get, um, I'll, I'll finish up the deep dive on it before we actually air it. Um, then the other thing is stuff out in Colorado, obviously, with uh, mm. with Coach Prime and him losing everyone. Everyone, yeah, like, like how big of a deal do you think that is? Um, I'll, let's just see who he brings in in the portal. I, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, he's gonna stack up all this talent. Well, it's like, you know, he got a, a couple of our players, and they were both like, both will definitely have been backups this year. Right. So it's like I don't really think that you're like like really improving the roster like considerably with those players. But it's clear that he's clearing out pretty much everybody except the guys he brought in. Yeah. Essentially, and he's bringing in all new players which kind of feels risky in year 1. I mean, considering so, Yeah, I mean they went they went 1 and 11. They were the worst team in in college football arguably or probably were. Um They've lost 60 total people from last year to this year is what I saw it at. That's just – I just feel like that's almost a a harder way to build a culture. Maybe not. Maybe it's the easier way to just bring in all new guys and be like, look, this is a full whole new team. What's I mean, that? I said full clean slate, sure. Like maybe that is, maybe that is the move. Um, I will say that like they brought in 33 guys. They brought in – they got a kid from Tennessee today. Like you said, they brought a couple guys in from your, like from FSU. Like they were never, he kind of announced this kind of at the beginning. I think you're going to see like an overreach on, on either side, like from if you're defending it or you're, if you're defending prime or if you are um, being super critical of it, because having 11 returning scholarship players feels like an issue, but I don't know how bad those players could have possibly been at uh, what do you call it? At Colorado. Hmm. I mean that that, but it does feel like an issue. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, you saw the you saw the practice highlights. Jesus, looked like a middle school team out there. There was one incident that came up. Hold on, the Bears pick is in. God, Darnell Wright. Shit. So Darnell Wright from Tennessee goes top ten. Um, wow. Ahead of the kid from Northwestern. I'm not going to try to pronounce his name. Did I have that? Team. Oh my god, I had that. Did you bet on it? Dude, so uh, I'm in this pool with my brother-in-law who I'm watching the, uh, the draft with and um, a bunch of our buddies. And essentially, you do a, like a mock draft, and then if you get the player right, it's five points. If you were within one of where they got drafted, it's four. If you're within two, and then whoever has the most points at the end gets it. So I had Darno right to the Bears. Look at that. Yeah, I mean, I, like – this, I mean, he he held Anderson in check. I know to the like much to the chagrin of Tennessee fans. I heard about it nonstop, um, and deservingly so. I mean, that was like I remember. I think I remember tweeting that day. Like he he made himself a lot of money the day they played Bama. Um, mm-hmm. 
a lot of money. So Jalen Hyatt did too. He did. Um, Yeah, he did. I think that going, so that that puts five out of the top 10 players from, from the SEC. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, you still have Roderick Jones. uh, You still have uh, Nolan Smith. I, I mean, I like that pick just because of the fact that I think that like that kid has been overlooked in a pretty tackle deep class, like all, all year. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, anyway. don't know, right? Wow. So how many, how many guys in the top 10 were SEC? Five. Wow. Not super crazy. So you got, you got five from the SEC, three from the big 10, um, two from the big 12. Uh, so real quick, back to the Colorado thing. Like there was an issue with one player who who tweeted out about like if anyone is trying to get uh, is trying to get my tape or like anybody like in the portal um, is interested in, in like my film. I'm s- still trying to get it. Um, having an issue with Coach Prime not being able to like access my um, my tape. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, if you're if you're trying to transfer. You should. I don't think there's any reason to to deny that kid, like tape, like for him just trying to like leave, which you probably are going to use him anyway, right? If like I, I understand from the coaching standpoint though, like why you're not going to be giving up practice film, just like out in the open to everybody. Yeah, it's a weird move. I don't. I'd be careful to read too much into. And I mean, look, I'm not going to defend Dion by any means, but. Um, I think looking into a college kid's tweets about stuff is can be misleading at times. Yeah, it's true. I'd like to get a little bit more information on that before I judge. But yeah, that'd be fucked up for sure. I'd like to I'd like to overreact immediately, and then we'll kind That's of fair. Um, All right, the pick is in for the Titans. Uh, you think this is Levis? It would have to be, and this is this is even a bad spot for it. Yeah, this is. I wouldn't be surprised here. What if it was Hendon Hooker? Hometown kid, not not that he's from there, but you know Tennessee. I mean, I, I mean, it, it's probably a little. I have uh, in my little pool that I'm in. I have Hendon Hooker going twentieth to the Seahawks. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I, I don't. I, I don't. Again, like the team needs part of it is just like so far beyond me because I don't. I don't give a shit about the especially the Seahawks. Um, I like Hooker being that high would be a shock. Like we're also a year removed from the fact that Malik Willis was supposed to be like a huge, huge get. Oh my god! Uh, there, I yeah. Like the the NFL media is basically saying that they've given up on him already, which is that's that's tough after year one. Yeah, very true. Um. Anyway, yeah. So that's that's what's been going on with the with the stuff in Colorado. Um. What else we what else we got? Did you see today that the College World Playoff uh, released a version of what the 2024 playoff would look like? Now, this is when they expand to 12 teams. They released a version of what the playoff would look like um, from last year's uh, last year's teams. It's a little bit different, obviously. I think um, we can get a picture of it. I'll see if I can. I think Florida one. State would have been in it. Would they? I think so. I think I think yeah. They we're saying like by the end of the year, maybe um, they were because I think they were ranked inside the top ten, um, which seems kind of insane. But all right, so this pick is in. You're ahead, you're actually ahead of me. Are you streaming? I have Comcast. 
Oh, okay. You wouldn't get it, bro. Yeah, no, no, you're right. I wouldn't. Well, I'm gonna have to mute and uh, yeah, they made the pick, I guess. All right, I don't want you to blow it for me, so I'm gonna. I'll mute the pick. Okay, that's fine. Lost the final seven games of 2022 to the Titans there. Daniel Jeremiah's best available. Peter Skaronsky, Dalton Kincaid. Christian Gonzalez has had a little bit of a fall here. I thought he was going to be up there. Nolan Smith still on the board. Jackson Smith, the, the wide receiver crop is pretty weak this year. I don't see how this could be anybody but Levis. I mean, they've got probably a lot of needs if they lost seven in a row to end the year. But, yeah, Tannehill's not going to be the long-term guy. And if you already think Malik Willis isn't, then – I just – dude, I mean, Levis is just – we'll see. Rappaport said that he was going to have a fall if he didn't get picked by the – who was it? The Colts. So we'll see. Malik Willis. Yards per game allowed in 2022. So they were last in pass yards allowed per game. Or no, no, passing yards. Well, I guess because they lost A.J. Brown. Yeah. Traylon Burks they drafted last year, but he was injured a lot. And then Malik Willis like can't get the ball downfield. Maybe it is hmm. Levis. The, the receiver from Ohio State is not a bad pick, I feel like, here. Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba? Yeah. Yeah, who's their number one? Who's Tennessee's number one? I, receiver. Oh, Burks. Burks, yeah. Ugh. All right, selection's in. You meet yourself. All right, a little Skaronsky action. That's – it's never sexy to pick a tackle, but it's needed for pretty much every team every year. Right? Like, I don't – When is uh, Dan, the producer, coming on? So, apparently, he's doing something with um, 680. Uh, he said he'd be here in 15 minutes. Oh, Good. Yeah, I mean, so let's kind of reassess the board here. Yeah, yeah, pull that up. Because where's Levis? Where's Levis going to go at this point? All right, so you tell me who needs what. Oh, dude, I don't fucking know that. Oh, so Dan will be done at 15 pick. All right, let me send this to you. All right, so the Texans are – they traded this pick, so Detroit's next. Detroit. Man, this draft is not going at all what I thought it would. It's good. I like the surprises. That's nuts.
All right, so the Lions are at 12. Peter Skaronsky. What a name. I think you'd be on the Patriots with that name. For real. Um, all right. Chris, do you know Peter Skaronsky's broad jump numbers? They've got to be legit. No, I don't offhand by any means. <laughs> I put him to the Patriots in my my draft, my mock draft. <laughs> just felt too, too, it just felt too familiar. Old Skaronsky. Okay, so you've got look at Levis. Uh, Levis. Levis looks shook in the in the green room. I mean, like with good reason, but like, and I, and I hate that's like the worst part for these kids, right? Like that that yeah. I know. I do feel bad. I I, I always feel bad. Like damn, right? Like my buddy had four zeros in a row. He hit back to back. So he's like, yes. <laughs> remember that? Dude? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, pick is in for Detroit. It's oh, pick is in for Detroit. I'm just gonna go on like what feels like a name that we playing for the Lions and Lucas Van Ness feels a very Holy Lions. Shit. What? Jameer Gibbs at twelve. Jameer Gibbs. Whoa, dude. So what? Oh well, they did. Then they lose Jamal Williams. I mean, but I mean, yeah, but they got Swift. Yeah, what? So the there was heck? there was a lot of people saying that there was no way he was going to last past the first round, but I thought he was going to be late and it would be yeah to somebody like Dallas. That is holy shit, Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, seriously, they could have really traded back. That Very seems surprised. like a crazy pick. That, but they're probably another team that just goes best player available. Is he best player available? I mean, even as a oh yeah, he's man. probably not. He's probably not best player available. You're right. Oh my god! Yeah, they have the 18th pick. Holy shit. Maybe they're going to trade DeAndre Swift? I mean, that is. My God. I love wow, to get very surprising. That, that, pick. That's, a, that's a shocking pick. My God. Did anyone have him anywhere close to that? No, I don't think so. That is, I mean. Wow, that's a shocker. Holy sh- that's crazy. All right, so the Packers are up. I got Jackson Smith and Jigba to the Packers. If they draft a receiver in the first round, the year they get rid of Aaron Rodgers, I will I will be, like, that would just be the ultimate. That would be the slide. best. That would be the best. Um, side note, did you see the, the comment that was made from obviously Zach Wilson, who was in, uh, New York. Um, he's like, I'm going to make that guy's life. Hell talking about whoever they, whatever veteran, um, QB they were going to bring in ends up being Aaron Rodgers, And then they, they brought that up in Aaron Rodgers' uh, initial like, like press conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, he's going to make my life hell on the field. I'm going to make his life heaven off. Which I don't yeah, know. that's weird. That's weird. Questions, what that means. 
No, I mean, look, uh, I know what he was trying to say, but this is a weird thing I, to say. I, what was he trying to say? He's trying to say because Zach Wilson gets so much off the field attention, like Aaron Rodgers, like that's all anybody ever talks about on ESPN. This is why you're on the pod because you're so much smarter than I am. <laughs> what, what did you think he meant? I didn't, I didn't know. But like, and also the picture they, they posted with like that quote was like pretty, pretty suspect. Um, uh, yeah, no, it was especially in the like taken out of context, yeah, which I love. Um, okay, so we've got Philip Dukes coming on now. That is the sixth player taken, uh, for the SEC, still no one from the ACC or PAC or uh, Pac 12, which isn't like a uh, huge, difference, but well, that's the clear pecking order. and I mean, we're seeing kind of the clear pecking order of the power of the conferences. Pac-12 and ACC are probably the worst of the five. What time is the guest coming on? Um, he said he'd be ready in like eight minutes. Um, I'm probably going to have to jump when he comes on. Why? Okay, that's fine. Um, okay. What is going on with the Jonas Brothers? Are they performing or something? Jonas Brothers. There's a lot in the in the chat here talking about the Jonas Brothers. Also, um, like we said, very loose show here. Throw out any questions, whatnot. Um, My buddy just called me while we were sitting here doing this, and I didn't answer. Obviously, text him and said I'm recording, and he says, and I quote, "Tell Marler I said what up. Never met him. Tell him anyway." Hello, sir. There you go. I'm not even going to tell you his uh, name. Do it. I'm going to find out where he lives. I don't know. I said that. Um, hold on. Wait, you can send. I don't remember this fucking password. I've had too many passwords. What do you need me to do? I need you to send this. Uh... The link to this. Yes. Room. Yeah. To who? And I'll send you uh, to, to Dukes. What's his email? I'm about to send it Don't to you. Don't say it. Don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. There you go. No, nobody docks my buddies. All so right. my friend, my friend uh, Maria, the one I actually briefly mentioned earlier, Maria Vitali, her... Um, her husband is the one that puts like his company um, is the one that puts on those concerts at like the one that's going on here. She's there now. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. That's how you went to the championship game. Every time. <laughs> um, so shout out to her. All right. I just emailed it to, to him. Okay. All right, we've got... So let him know that it's going to be an email if he doesn't. All right, the, the pick is in. Huh? Oh, that'd be crazy. Packers taking Levis. All right, I'm going to watch this pick. I'll be right back. Who?
All right. Lucas Van Ness. Lucas Van Ness. Ness. Um, that also seems like a Patriots name. But so Big Ten, by the way, keeping keeping uh um keeping pace with the SEC in the first round, which is pretty surprising. No, yeah, I'm, I'm still so shocked by that damn Jameer Gibbs pick. Yeah, that's nuts. That, that is honestly like, that coming. You, you you brought it up. You said, "Who is anyone? Did anyone have that like even like remotely close as him going that high?" And I, I think the answer is a, like emphatic no. Yeah, a lot of people didn't even have him in the first round. Wow. So Van Ness is the DN from Iowa. Um, yeah, I mean, jeez. Okay, oh, here you go. So now the, the Patriots are up. Yep. The, that, was, that would have been a Patriots would, pick. I would be shocked, like, if they took Levis. But you've heard a bunch of rumors about how uh, Mac Jones is not the guy anymore. Um, this makes sense for, for Jackson Smith and, and Jigba. Yeah, this does. You're right. Because they had – I mean, I they had zero – I keep forgetting that Matt Patricia was the – was the OC um, last year, which is fucking absurd considering he was the DC forever. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a weird. That's a weird thing. Super weird. Uh, but like getting getting any sort of actual. Weapon oh, the to- Steelers! The Steelers traded up. So they've been linked to oh. Brian Brady a lot. I don't think that, that. I think that's too early to take him. Though. No, yeah, yeah. I would not. I don't think that'll be Brian Branch. Wow. Because the Steelers traded up. DB? Gonzalez? A tackle, you think? Maybe the, maybe a DB. Because that – Gonzalez. Wow. This, this trade's been kind of crazy. Or, I mean, this draft. Mm. Yeah, Nolan Smith also. Oh yeah, Nolan Smith's still on the board. I I would have been disappointed and like nothing against Nolan Smith. I know he's like a a great player and leader. I, I would have been against the Falcons taking him. I wouldn't have. I also, what is going on with with uh, Keely Ringo? Did I miss something completely? Uh, he's falling out of favor. I think a lot. I I like I've only seen one mock draft with him in the first round. ABC is doing the Jonas Brothers. That is incredible. Joe Bro. Najee. I don't think we've taken enough time to appreciate the name Najee. That's a great name. Now listen, if you are somebody that is like thinking of like a, a name for a newborn, why not Najee? Two options here. I'll give you one for Bama and Georgia. Najee N A J E I G H. Kirby K I R B E I G H would be awesome. Um, and Kirby would also, be a girl too. Yeah, that's true. Um, also, 
Ringo's in the 40s day too. Um, that is from our good buddy, Josh Hancher, who uh, is also going to join us later, I think. Um, so anyway, so they got a, that's like the Patriots went to 17 and, and a fourth rounder. Is that what they traded a fourth rounder? Yeah. I just, I mean. I, I think it's got to be Christian Gonzalez. I think it'd be pretty cool if they drafted Joey Porter Jr. Yeah, from Penn State. Joey Porter? Yeah, you wouldn't have to trade up for him, I wouldn't think. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, what a weird, what a weird. Uh, it's been a weird draft. Yeah, the, the the trading up and down has been the crazy thing for me. Like that is like, yeah, not like yeah. This, the but... Arizona, Arizona, like totally shaking it up. Interesting. Man, the Texans getting Stroud and Will Anderson is a strong move. Love the fact Nico Ryan's. Got... Yeah, I love the fact they got Stroud. Also, shout out to. Um, oh, hold on, pick us in. Oh, uh, we got we got guesses in the chat. Oh, here we go. Steelers selection. I'm gonna go Christian Gonzalez. That's my guess. Roger Jones, UGA. Roger Jones, yeah, the tackle. So also wow. in Vegas real quick, um, and we do have our, our guests in the chat here um, or in the waiting room. So shout out to Vegas because they had his line set at 14 and a half of where he would land. So the that's Steelers crazy. Hit him. Um, I had him for the next pick. So that's, that's some points for me in the, in the chat. All right, Marler, it's been uh, real. I'm going to let you let the guests in and I'm going to spend some time here with my family. All right, dude. We'll talk to you soon. Good to see you, buddy. You too, bud. All right, perfect. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, dude? We're live right now, so you are also a phenomenal hat. Um, you just, you just throw off your your headphones in disgust. Uh, we are now joined by a special guest, uh, my boy Philip Dukes uh, from Auburn Two Four Seven. Just had uh, his first national piece um, a couple weeks ago, right? Like last time we had you on. Yeah, actually, yeah. Do you hear me? Yeah. I got you. I got you. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so that was that was awesome. And we had uh, we had nothing but like a lot of compliments come from that show. Now, granted, it was all Auburn fans, and you got to take that with you. <laughs> um, but I did, I did love the fact that we were able to get you back on. It's been a very weird first round. I know you are an Atlanta guy. Um, you have uh, tons of content to remote. I think also like the. Um, you do like a good job of mixing in obviously stuff with Auburn like we talked about, but like also a lot of Atlanta based content, big day for Atlanta sports right now. Cause we've got the NFL draft and then we also have uh, them playing or the Hawks and, and season game six. So how you doing? Fill us in. What's going on? Let me catch my breath. Um, I'm good, man. Um, I'm excited. Uh, the Falcons drafted uh, B. John Robinson. I'm excited about that. I would have been way more excited if they drafted Jalen Carter. But yeah. he, didn't, he didn't make it through the Falcon filter. And, you know, with all of the check 
with all the championships that the Falcons have won, you would think that, uh, you know, that people would follow their lead and teams who never won anything like the Eagles would no way possibly draft a guy in their backyard like Jalen Carter. So, okay, so salute Eagles. to the Falcons for just upholding the, uh, the, the standard of greatness that we have in Atlanta for them. I hate everything you're saying right now because of how accurate it is. Um, <laughs> like, because that's been a whole thing forever. Like, like the, the Falcons just refuse to take uh, uh, Georgia players, and I've never understood why. Um, we joke around constantly about how their first their first overall pick seems like every year it's like some you know directional school from like the Pacific Northwest, and and it's always a defensive back or some shit. Um, I like, I, you know, Bijan. Like, I, I'm not super thrilled with taking a back that high. I don't hate it. I just don't think it's like anything. But they took, out. hey, look, so the Falcons' last three drafts of the cutting edge Arthur Smith era have He's been a tight end at number four. Highest a ever. Possession receiver. Top number eight. 10 at eight. And eight again, you know what we're going to do? Fuck positional value. We're, we're going with a running back. Suck it. I mean, like, yeah. yeah. Who do you think was worse? Do you think it was like because the Jameer Gibbs thing is far more shocking? Oh my god. What do you think? They got the that? same exact guy already there. Right. I I, I don't know. What's, what's the Spider-Man mean? When he gets there, it's gonna be DeAndre Swift. <laughs> be like, hey, you know, I what? Like, and, he, and I thought about it like even with the Falcons drafting uh, uh, B. John Robinson, it gives me that same time. While they already have a, a pretty decently established guy who ran 4,000 yards last year, it gives me the same. The only silver lining is that the Rams kind of did the same thing when they drafted Gurley at 10 when they yeah. already had Trey Mason coming off a 900-yard season as a rookie. So I'm like, True. maybe they saw that much of a difference between the two because at the time I was thinking, like, damn, the Rams could have got somebody else. But Gurley became an MVP. They set up the whole offense around him. And I think that's similar to what Arthur Smith wants to do. So uh, I'm not totally in shambles about it, but I, I'm just just still kind of weirded out by the fact that they just refuse to draft Georgia players. I, I think, like – I totally understand the fact that a lot of people are super high on BJ or uh, Bijan Robinson. He's probably an upgrade from the from the the rookie you had a year ago. Fine, right? But it's still shocking because like you have what I think a lot of people consider the best player in the draft overall, and it's a backyard product. Because for a while there, we were talking about like, all right, you know, will they will they reach for Nolan Smith? Um, is that somebody they could take? And I would have loved that pick, right. uh, you know. And they obviously don't, but like. I don't know, man. I just – I get so tired of it. I know that not everyone here is a Falcons fan, so it's not everyone's cup of tea or, or what they necessarily care about. I just was like – I just – just once I wish that they would – I mean, I don't know. I was going to say I, I wish once they would make a pick that we all would actually like, but I don't even know if that's possible in this day and age of just like social media and how we all – just like everyone's mad about everything. Um, right, right. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay. majority, right? I mean, imagine how happy everybody would have been in Atlanta if you drafted Jalen Carter. Like for a team that has the largest disparity in sacks between them and the next team at the bottom of the NFL in the past two years, I think they're 23 sacks behind or 20 something sacks behind the next worst team in the last two years. Right. 
you would think that you would want to set somebody up. So if you're going to go from an interior pass rush type deal where you can get Jack, Grady Jarrett some more one-on-ones, uh, you mm-hmm. got a guy like Calais Campbell who could have mentored uh, uh, Jalen, right? So right. It, seem, it seems like the perfect fit. I literally had a tweet loaded up. The Falcons are about to about face. The Falcons are finally, and they're like, Bijan Ross. That, but that's like also where like most of the like where Vegas had their money. All right, so the Jets are celebrating a lot. Um, also, the Jets flying a Ukraine flag, huh? Oh wow, this is ridiculous. Uh, not about the Ukraine necessarily, or I don't fucking know. I just like seems like an odd, seems like an odd move. <laughs> like like um, maybe the Jets just just this is the most like. This is like the the least aesthetically pleasing draft room. I don't. Do you remember a couple of years ago when everyone had to draft from the house and they were showing like they had? Um, I think the guy from Cincinnati because he was like the, the brand new head coach from Cincinnati, still there obviously now. But like he was set up in like an apartment complex, like rec room. It was like an extra yeah. room. <laughs> he had exactly like, right. And then was, like, yeah. you, got, you got like uh, Cliff Kingsbury and his like super tech mansion, like Bruce Wayne, right? Yeah, right, right. They had it was it was um it was who's the guy that's from the USC? It was uh fuck why how uh Cliff Kingsbury. He was just like feet up, just relaxed. I think I think um because all the people on the West Coast, it was like very clear that like they were living much better lives than everyone back on the East Coast, even though it was like in lockdown. Um right. he came out like a charcuterie board out or some shit. Uh all right, while we got you, we're gonna um I got a couple of questions for you because we're gonna like obviously Levis still hasn't gone. Sorry, the dog is losing its mind. Um, you are inherently an Auburn guy. Give us the latest on an Auburn with the uh, the transfer portal, and especially are they like with quarterback? Because as you saw from the other school in state uh, today, there's a very slim pickings uh, when it comes to the quarterback position. Um, so from what I hear, like, so okay, just to break that down, so the guy from Notre Dame, I forget his name, Tyler or something, uh, he transfers with a no contact. Uh, designation, which is the weirdest thing ever, which exactly. lets you know that he already knows where he's going to school. He had a no contact designation, right? So right. clearly, there was a little bit of home cooking and some back and some uh, backroom conversations going on. So uh, from what I'm hearing, uh, Hugh Freeze at Auburn is so is adamant about even watching guys who aren't already in the portal. So if you're okay. not in the portal, like it's not like hey. Uh, we think we may be able to get this guy or now he's not even dealing with it. He's not allowing anybody else to get close to it. He's not, there was this big rumor about uh, the kid from NC state, uh, MJ Morris, who I know pretty well um, going to Auburn. He hadn't not one conversation with anybody at Auburn and they're saying, Oh yeah, he's probably going to Auburn. And it was a big deal. And Hope reports it and, or, or, or he didn't report it. He said, uh, look out for this guy. So of course the Auburn mob just goes crazy and they're tweeting. So uh his dad, this is a true story. His dad, Dr. Morris. What's up, Dr. Morris? Dr. Morris, who's an administrator on South Fulton, in South Fulton, he hits me up and says, Duke, did you say that MJ was going to Auburn? And I was like, No. And he's like, right. Well, we're getting all these people tweeting at us and such and such, such and such. So uh eventually I have a, a conversation with a source uh close to the staff, and I'm like, was there ever any interest in MJ? And they're like, man, Hugh Freeze and uh, Montgomery, they won't even watch film on a guy who's not in the portal. 
So that's kind of lets you know what's going on at Auburn right now. Like they're right. they are really trying to do things by the book, and which I can understand with the uh, checkered past of uh, Hugh Freeze, right? So uh, right, I, yeah, trying to get involved with any of the tampering type stuff. But as far as the court, like it's slim pickings. They're not gonna they're not gonna take any guy. If uh, if I had to bet my money, they would probably be waiting on somebody to graduate in the next few weeks and jump in the portal as a uh, graduate transfer. Um, from what I hear, the quarterback situation at Auburn, they believe they have multiple guys who do one thing well. So you got a okay. guy who passes well, you got a guy who runs well, but you don't have a guy who can do both. And I think that's what they'll be looking for for a transfer. So uh, as far as uh, any other positions, they do have a couple of wide receivers on the board that I think that they've only sent – They've now Auburn has only offered seven guys in the portal. Like three offensive linemen, two wide receivers, a linebacker, and uh, some maybe maybe a linebacker and a and a, and a defensive lineman, Jack. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it, and it was a weak portal. Uh, no disrespect to any of the guys who jumped in in the springtime, but it just wasn't the depth that people were looking for in the transfer portal. So, yeah, that's um that's that's basically where Auburn is in the second transfer portal in a nutshell. Like, I mean, it's super in-depth, so I appreciate that. Kind of surprised, not because of them like trying to play it by the book, which is a smart move. Um, I don't think – like, I joke around about this all the time. I don't know if if there are any rules to play by anymore. Like, I really don't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if, if things are um, – like, what kind of rules are like, – you'd be in violation of anyway. Um, so, the pick that was just made, by the way, from the Jets, the Jets traded up to get – which I don't know how many trades, like, we've had in the first round. It seems like a ton – um six at least and like like pretty aggressive for the most part for for most of them uh a kid from iowa state linebacker becomes the first overall linebacker taken which is surprising not like an outside edge guy like nolan smith i wouldn't count or or anderson um it was the, the kid from why am i showing his name kid from iowa state it was rumored that there, were, there wasn't gonna be a linebacker taken in the first round at all it, and if, if the first guy taken was probably going to be um uh drew sanders from arkansas so kind of interesting there right. will mcdonald the fourth um 15th overall iowa state so just again like a lot i feel like a lot of shocking people. i haven't seen him in any i feel like any mock drafts in, in the first round first thing i did at, at pick three when uh the texas traded up to get will anderson i said everybody just throw your mock draft away and at this point i feel like me and you so if anybody from Disney ESPN is listening, I know you got a couple of guys. Everybody, uh, you know, they know. They have a little bit more notoriety. But I guarantee you that me and the guy sitting across from me, Chris Marler, could do the exact same job that Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay are doing. Book it and we'd be way cheaper, cheaper and way happier to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> Now, listen, I don't like you throwing me in there with that, especially because the cheap part. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, don't don't speak for my cheaper, money right now. Cheaper. It's also Mel fair. Kuiper, look, have you seen Mel Kuyper's hair? It's fantastic. Do you know how much that shit costs? It, first off, I love the way you phrase that because that is like his hair is like the epitome of what you would see from like a like a mob wife in like Goodfellas. It's like, do you have any idea how much this <laughs> like, that, that's it. Like if he showed up in like a mink coat every year. I would, I wouldn't be surprised. Also, it's kind of crazy because this guy, he's got one of the best jobs I think in in sports. It's like doing the draft 
is a ton of work, right? It's a ton of work. I always say these guys and Joe Lenardi have like the funniest jobs because as soon as this is done, they have to start doing like the the prep for next year and and you'll see mock drafts already for the following year. Same with Joe Lenardi, where it's like, all right, here's, you know, the, the tournament's done. Here's our way too early, like, list of people who are on the bubble for next year's NCAA tournament. You're like, bro, it's fucking March. Like, it's April. Like, what are we doing right now? Um, but guess what? You can be it's, – it's like the it's like the half-ass SAT. Like, you can be wrong and still get good points. That's the best and part. Great. That is, that, like, we, no one's ever even kept track of how, how accurate their stats are. Like, ever. I, like, if I, if I say – like, I think last year I said something about how, like, well, I'm not going to out myself on that. I think I said LSU was going to finish last in the West um, behind Auburn, which was bad. But, like, yeah, I deserve to be ridiculed for that. Th- these guys, like, you are free from any kind of numbers. It's, inc- like, it's incredible. It's an incredible job. Right. Hey, it's not a science. We're not exact. And, and if they're wrong, they'll talk shit to you and make you feel oh, bad shit. for calling them out for them being wrong. I, right. I want that job so bad. You know, um, the, the only other job I want. It's Stephen A. Smith's job. Oh my God. You mean just yelling? Hey. Well, let me get my hairline right. Hey. You're not. You're not going to get the hairline right. That's going to take <laughs> way, more, way more effort than that. Um, no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm joking, man. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. I apologize. This, we're, like, this is like the most laid back episode we've, we've ever had, which is saying a lot. Um, also, yeah, Mel Kuyper doesn't age. Mel Kuyper has also been. Roughly 63 years old since 1995, which is an incredible feat in and of itself. Uh, he is, he right. is 1,000% the sports version, the sports media version of Morgan Freeman. <laughs> there has never been a teenage picture of Mel Kuyper. He was born <laughs> eight years old. Mel Kuyper, that's pretty good. Morgan Freeman has, honestly, even in like Shawshank, which is like the first thing I think I've ever seen him in, he was, he like... If you told me that Morgan Freeman was 130, I, I would I would a thousand percent believe it. Um, all right, we're gonna get out of here in a second because we've got um, we've got hold on we got the what is happening here? Um, hold on one second. We actually have an, our our uh, producer stopping in as well. Um, probably talk a little bit more of the uh, the Atlanta stuff. So we'll. Ask if he's hiring. I don't know if we're allowed. I, I'm not going to say that word on this on this pod. Um, why is Jeff on me? All right, I just sent him the link. Uh, so we'll we'll wrap up um, here after that as well. Thank you for joining us, by the way. What? So plug all all of the things so I don't mess it up for one. Um, but before you do, I want to remind everyone uh, if you are and especially you because um, I know you're in Atlanta. Next Thursday, I am um, dusting off my old comedy boots. I don't have comedy boots. I don't know why I said that. I haven't done stand-up. I've only done stand-up like three times since like the breakup. And one of them was just me talking about the breakup. And it was like, um, it's apparently a good set, but I don't remember saying much. Uh, but I'm doing it next Thursday uh, in Atlanta. I'll get more details for it, but I uh, would love for have all you guys come out. And then the next day is, um, the next day will be my birthday. Real quick, the pick is in from uh, Washington doing what they always do. It's taking an SEC player, Emmanuel Forbes, oh, wow. the cornerback from Mississippi State, uh, wow. Humblebrack. I took an Uber from his second cousin today. So yeah. shout out to him. It, I, I mean, I'm assuming it was his second cousin. I was lying about a lot of stuff. He might have been lying about a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's always so, better that way. Right? <laughs> um, okay. We got Dan joining us as well here. I'm going to keep you on. How do we – hold on, Pepper. 
All right, producer Dan uh, is in the house here. Dan, I don't know if you've ever met um, Philip Dukes. I haven't. What's going on? How you doing? Hey, Dan. Looks like a nice guy. I try. He's not. I try. He's not. <laughs> My dog, dude. True. Cutthroat, <laughs> cutthroat in traffic. No, okay. So Dan, Dan's joining us from that. Uh, that part's true about traffic is true. Yes. <laughs> I was mainly kidding, but I feel like I have been on the phone with you a few times when you've been uh, in rush hour. Uh, and I'm the same right. So job on I-75, it brings it out of you. What can I say? Emmanuel Forge just went at 16, Dan. Um, we so we've been talking about all, all sorts of stuff. Emmanuel Forbes going and then showing it up like one of his highlights as a pick six uh, of Will Levis. The night just continues to get bad for 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 Will Levis. <laughs> I'm telling like, you, man. It's- it's it's Poor the uh, it, it's the mayonnaise and the coffee. That's that's what it is. It's. I mean, you're joking, but it honestly should be that. It should. Yeah, it be. really should. Like that's. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Levis is the guy who's like. I think he's scared a lot of people away, just based on the fact he has a little bit of that Josh Rosen ish persona a little bit, where it's like Zach Wilson ish, like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, like I'm the shit. You know it. Guess what? And you want that from certain people, but sometimes you can tell when it's authentic. And it seems right. a little manufactured sometimes. So it's like, all right, I'm gonna eat a banana whole, like, because nobody else does that. But yeah, you, you, get, what I, you get what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. I agree with that. All right, hold on. The Pats just picked Christian Gonzalez. I feel like that's a Ooh, that's a good one. That is right. Like that's, that's so the first Pac-12 player taken off the board. Um Good point. So a guy projected in the top ten in a lot of a lot of mocks. I feel like that's a pretty good get. He, I mean, Absolutely. he was consistent. He was consistent to be eight to the Falcons for the longest time. Absolutely. Right. Um, who's up next year? We got like Detroit's Dan. Uh, now that you're here, you're you're a big LSU guy. We we're just talking about some of the stuff with the portal. Um, we'll weigh in more on the stuff with uh, Tyler Beckner. I've already alluded to the fact that I have. Um, one nice thing to say, and then mainly bad things to say about it. Uh, I, I, let's not kid ourselves. What do you after leaving the the um, and Duke's same question to you after afterwards? But like, where do you have the SEC West power rankings as of right now? I mean, you know, I, I understand that Bama fans are going to come at me and say like, you know, you're an LSU guy. That's why you're going to feel. But I mean, at least LSU has a quarterback. That's number one. I mean, first off, Bama has five quarterbacks. Well, they do, but I mean, it's also though too. Tyler Buckner is not there if they feel like they've got something with Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson. I mean, let's be yeah. honest here. You know, like I, I love like how like there is, and I don't know if I'm creating this narrative or that this narrative exists because I think it's twofold. Number one, seems like there's an inherent distrust in Nick Saban with anything offense, but also mm-hmm. number two that it's like because of that inherent distrust, like the thought is, oh, well, he's just bringing this guy in. It's like, what has Nick Saban ever shown you that he's just going to bring someone in on a whim? Like he's obviously doing it with a purpose. And my thought is, is that probably after spring practice, they all looked around as a group and and said, Simpson, do we got something? And they're kind of like, Milro, do we got something? I mean, yeah. so – Saban doesn't want to deal in uncertainty. So I think for that reason, that's why I have LSU in front of them. Um, people are saying Texas A&M. Maybe this is a personal thing just because I think Jimbo's a clown. But, like, I, I just 
until that guy kind of shows that he's got a clue, I, I just I'm I'm not buying him. Completely agree. Um, and you know, so I mean, I guess you know the battle for third. I mean, I've had people tell me that you know, don't be surprised if Auburn is able to maybe find something a little bit, you know? Um, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, there's somebody to keep an eye on, you know, in, in third, I mean, maybe Ole Miss as well. I yeah. think, there, I, I think there's going to be a little bit of a drop off, um, you know, just with everything that's happened at Mississippi state. I think that's going right. to take some time to be able to heal from um, Arkansas. I mean, KJ's back, but, I mean, who does he who does he have around him? You who know, does he have around him? You also lose your coordinators. Yeah, I mean, no, and that that can't be underscored, especially offense. I feel like defensively, you can be able to pick things up a lot faster than you can that. offensively. You know, like you lose a coordinator, and and I always love you know these coaches who try to say, oh, it's still our system. You know, they're they're running everything we do. Why, like? <laughs> it, <laughs> I feel, I feel like especially, you know, in, in Dukes, you can probably agree with me on this or, or push back e- uh, either. Um, I, I feel like that, like, you know, especially OCs, that's very much being an artist. Like, it's your own thing. Like, you've got to be able to paint your own picture. You, right. you can't have, you know, oh, hey, you know, I always love that. Oh, th- they learned our terminology and everything. Why? Like, why are they there if that's the case? Right. Yeah, and I think uh, Enos and uh, uh, Kendall Browse, were, are, have a lot of uh, differences. Enos is way mm-hmm. more old school uh, with a lot of things that he likes to do. Even though he does run the variation of some spread, I just think that uh, the the mentality in Arkansas from last year to this year on defense, from what I'm hearing, is a they they simplified it a whole lot. Right, mm-hmm. they're gonna just line guys up, let them fly around to the ball. But on offense, there's a lot more. And if you think about uh, guys who are a little longer in the two, so to speak, when it comes to offense, there's a lot more to do. Like, if you hear about, like, what Josh Heupel does at Tennessee, it's the simplest offense in the SEC. And he just allows guys to beat themselves. You know, how many routes? I think, what what was the stat last year? Like, 18% of the routes on the outside last year were option routes. They had an option to go do something else. So it allows players to play to their strengths. So uh, when it comes down to it – yeah, to your point, I think offense is really, really difficult just to pick up from year to year unless you have something that's super simplified, and I don't think Arkansas has that. And they, that's and also, go ahead, Dave. No, I was going to say, I mean, you know, to, to your point too, Dukes, I mean, like, you know, of, of the older guys, I mean, you know, I remembered everybody talking about Jim Chaney when he took over at Georgia. Oh, all the experience he has. Offense is the wrong side of the football to be old on. Like nobody wants to play for somebody that, no, oh, we're going to run play action. Here's the I formation. Like, and not to say that like Danny Enos is going to do that or anything like that, but it's just like, you know, usually it's the cool guys that are the guys that, that are able to, you know, the, the Garrett Riley's and, and people like that, uh, that, that are the ones that everybody wants to go play for. Yeah, and I think it's, it's – and I think the main thing about it is the, the ability to communicate. Yeah. Um, you can throw a playbook in front of a guy who's 19. Like, how do you get the most out of a four-star who's fresh out of high school? Right. Do you sit down here and do you give him the history of the game or do you say, hey, look, you got three reads right here. Make the right read and you're going to score. Sure. Celebrate when you get finished. I'm right. going to chest bump you. What? <laughs> No-brainer, right? Like, right. Yeah. Right. 
Absolutely. Um, yeah. So we, sorry. Um, I was going to ask you real quick, uh, going off of, of that, um, where would you have where, here? Hold on. Dogs. <laughs> where would you have like, like, I, I don't disagree with you from like the Bama part, especially with the transfer portal part. I think that like, when you have something um, along the lines of like what what A and M had, I think you hit the nail on the head with the with the trust part of it, because I I just don't see how you would trust it. I do think Mississippi State is a year away. I, I mean, I think it's it's a fair thing to say that A and M is is probably, I mean, sorry that LSU is like the team to beat. I mean, they're the defending division like division champs. Going to the Auburn thing um, that that you kind of brought up and alluded to, because this is a nightmare scenario for me. But just imagine this, if you will. If Bama struggles, like a lot of people think they might, especially with the quarterback situation, they got to go to Jordan Hare at the end of the year. Uh-huh. What does that do for that rivalry? And, and not just for, for, um, for what do you call it, uh, for Auburn and, and Hugh Freeze in year one, but like what does that do for like the state of football in Alabama, like between both those schools, if he somehow beats Saban in year one? Oh, I think it's huge. Um, so <laughs> we talked about Brian Hartson the last couple of years, and he uh, definitely did not endear himself to uh, high school coaches in the state of Alabama. So uh, there were multiple articles out about him not going and him not talking to guys, him being not him being unpersonable to people. You got the total opposite in Hugh Freeze, who has this Southern Baptist preacher deal about him. Brother, he- like, this is my redemption story. Yes, I like hoes. But I don't like him no more. And now, you know, he goes around and, you know, and, and, and people relate to it because who don't like bitches? You feel me? So, yeah. Like, uh, like, so uh, you know, excuse me. Hey, man, y'all gonna get, they're not going to let me get no interviews at Auburn. No, no you're, in, you're in huge trouble now. Uh, hold on. We got to pick in from Detroit. Jack Campbell from Iowa. So, who would have had two Iowa guys off the board that, that aren't tight ends? Yeah. Jack Campbell, wow. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a linebacker. So that means now you have he won the Buckus Award, um, which is news to me. Also won the William Campbell trophy, uh, which is for the biggest nerd. It's the it's the academic Heisman, I guess. Six four and a half, two fifty. I mean, if there was anything to, to write home about with that team a year ago, it was definitely defense. Um for sure. I'm I'm a little bit surprised to see two of these guys like Again, we didn't we didn't think there was going to be any first round. Um, what do you call it? Like first round linebackers taken, which is kind of crazy in and of itself. Uh, but yeah, so kind of a big surprise there. I feel I feel like yeah. And then then the top two are still there. Like it was like Drew Sanders and uh, Trent Simpson. So both yeah. guys who fly around the the third the three down type linebacker type guys, right? That, that can run a little bit. One can rush the passer, and the other one's great in coverage. So. Um, maybe there's a shift in uh, ideology when it comes to defense in the NFL going into the next year. I mean, you do see everything being more, more. Uh, I think like leaned heavy. I was surprised. I heard a quote the other day about um, from some. I forgot which. I think it was from KC, and they were talking about how they're constantly looking at the. Uh, um, they're constantly looking at college teams to um, model their offense after now, which I thought was mm. very, very surprising. Yeah. Um, but. Anyway, I just that's no. You're definitely seeing college. You're definitely seeing college concepts go to the pros. I mean, I think. I mean, 
you deal to some variation in some schemes, see a little bit of RPO, but um, I, I mean, I definitely say that, you know, the pro style is dead. Like that's just, I mean, it's just what, who are you fooling if it's, you know, Hey, we're going to, all right, let's two tight ends, all of this. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it's. Yeah. I think college is, I think colleges are getting really good at exploiting weaknesses and tendencies. Yeah. So it's like, you know, and being able to be multiple from the same set. I think that's like right. the key where we go from college to pro style, like pro style offense to me means easy to read keys, but you just can't stop it because we're better. Right. And, um, yeah, I think I think that's the reason why as the parity starts to come into the NFL with more teams having talent up and down the roster, you've got to have some type of multiplicity when it comes to your offensive set. So I think having the multiple options that you get in a lot of college op- uh, college offenses is the reason why NFL teams are saying, you know what, let's get a college guy. I mean, it's just like you said about – you know, what Heupel's doing, I mean, especially, too, with the receivers. I mean, seeing that a lot. Right. Marlo, are you frozen or what's what's happening here? I am. I'm frozen. Um, and we got um, we got visitors. So, um, y'all keep it going. Uh, sorry, sorry. Um, Marlo's all flustered. <laughs> so... LSU, my man, is Mason Smith back? He is. He is. Okay, he came good. back. Uh, he came back during the spring practice. I don't know. If, I, I I don't know if he played in the spring game, which you know as well as anybody. I mean, spring games. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, it's. I I almost. It, the funny thing is, is like you know, there's a reason why he said what he said about the spring game is because, for the most part, coaches hate him. I mean, right. Coaches, <laughs> coaches would much rather. You just you just have a straight up scrimmage, and you know it's it's not all the the goofiness that is spring games. That's why some of them just decide let's make a mockery of this damn thing. Let's have Archie Griffin come back out and run a touchdown. <laughs> let's have it all. Imagine dressing as a pirate. Hey, it's, um, hey, did um did Butte go? He did. Yeah, he did. Uh, well, are you talking about in the draft? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he he entered. Um, I mean, there's thought now maybe mid to late day two. Uh, he didn't he he didn't test very well. Um, mm. Yeah, he, he didn't run very well. Um, so, I mean, I I, I think he's going to be a heck of a receiver. I mean, he was he was a hell of a talent when he was at LSU. He was pretty much the only offensive talent they had for some time. Right. Who do you think is the number who who's getting the number seven this year? I don't think it's gonna be Harold. What? I mean, I would I would think he should. I just don't know if a true sophomore gets number seven. Mm. Maybe Malik Neighbors. Na- neighbors I could see getting number seven. Yeah, I feel like he's earned it, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I I could see him getting seven, eighteen. I'm trying to think who gets eighteen. Maybe maybe Harold would get eighteen. I, I could see that's a possibility. Yeah. That would make sense. Absolutely. The, so. the 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 original eighteen's my guy, Jacob Hester. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's that's like that's the original that's the original one eight right there. No, for sure. All right. Let's, all right. So, so I I'm completely frozen. I don't know what's going on. Oh, no, you're good. Um, oh, yeah, we're so we're get, seeing. Yeah, you're good. Um, no, I, I I didn't have too much to add to that because mainly because I don't care about um, those numbers um, or your program, <laughs> Dan, to be honest. Um, I do love Hester, like, though. You're right. like the party there. I do love I do love Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge is awesome. Dukes, have you been to Baton Rouge? Not at all. Really? Never. You, I gotta go. I've been told I've been told that it would be much different if I went for a Bama game. But I would be, it would be worth it to me. Um, all right. While I got both of you here, we talked about this a little bit earlier with Tyler, um, but it was also in like the height of all the things going on with the draft. Thoughts on issue and everything going on with Dion right now? With like you have you have thirty three guys you brought in from the portal. You've lost sixty um, mass exodus that uh, like right after the spring game. That part I didn't think was a huge deal. Um, like I, I saw one person made a comment the other day about this on I think it was on Twitter. But it was like, this would be normal anywhere else, but everything that, that Dion does is loud. And maybe that's the only reason why it's become like a big deal. Yeah. Like how fair of a, of a statement is that? How accurate is that? What do you guys think? Oh, super accurate. Like, so I, I was talking about this uh, yesterday. There's, there's a responsibility that comes with the spotlight. And when you want the spotlight and you have the spotlight, that means that you're willing to show your your closet, you're willing to show everything. Like, you just can't show the living room. You got to show the closet. So for the past, what, however long it's been since he's been at Colorado, it's been sunshine and roses and we yep. coming and let's go and all, all this good shit, right? And then after that, it's kind of like, you know, shit. There are real issues that come along with D1 football, and one of them being that when guys jump in the portal, they want their film. Yeah. Most coaches do not give you your film once you're already in the portal, especially practice film. And nine times out of ten, if all you have is practice film, that means that you're not that type of guy. So unless you have those type of relationships previously or prior, most guys jump in the portal knowing they have somewhere to go. And then they get out there and they find out they don't, right? So I think I think it's more of a uh, I think the uh, the the press he's getting and how these tweets from these two guys are saying, well, he won't let us have our film. And he didn't mention they called him the coach from Colorado, which was kind of cool, right? But uh, yeah, like the one time nobody wants to mention Dion, and uh, but yeah, I don't think he's wrong. I think he could help them out, right? But at the same time, um. I've got actually know a kid who's from from here, went to Langston Hughes with all the kids who got recruited last year, uh, two years ago. He's tra- he's in the portal, he's the cornerback uh, in the portal from Colorado, and he's got all of his film. But he knew he was going in the portal already, so he screen recorded all of his stuff, and he's sending it out like like a like a sex tape, like hey, look at me perform, and uh, anybody who watch, he'll do it. So. You know. We're not going to mention sex tapes on on this pod because that's how Twitter accounts get shut down uh, forever. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, also fair. No, I, like we again, we we kind of talked about earlier. This is again wild that Levis is now they're they're shooting in like uh, or showing pictures of of Levis in like the green room. One point one percent chance he would be available at the uh, by pick twenty. We are now at pick twenty. 
Um, I don't know how, where they got those numbers from or how that would even happen, but uh, in like, it's just shocking to me. Here's a question for you. And, and we'll, we'll sign off after this because um, I know it's, it's getting late and all that kind of stuff. And I've got to uh, finish this Tyler Buckner deep dive, Dan, that you're going to love. Um, oh, so pepper stop. Um, how, like how big of a missed opportunity, I don't want to say a hit, but missed opportunity is this like, publicity wise for for a program like Kentucky and a coach like like Mike Leach not Mike Leach I'm sorry um Mark Stoops yeah I mean I never really bought into the hype that Levis was going to be you know a top 10 pick first quarterback taken like anything close to that like I you know thought if anything he was a little bit of a wild card it was if he's there like you know Seattle right here it wouldn't surprise me maybe you know, I mean, I know that they just gave the extension to, to Gino, but I mean, okay. I mean, you know, that hasn't stopped the team from taking a quarterback in the first round before. So, um, you know, maybe that's a possibility. I mean, you know, I, I don't see the Chargers, obviously. I think they're going to get yeah. something done with, with uh, Herbert. But, I mean, I, I just – I don't know. I, I always kind of looked at him as being a little bit of a wild card, and I know that – Everybody's got with him and Richardson, you know, the Josh Allen effect, you know, Josh Allen was this way in, in, in college and look how he is now. And, you know, I think a huge part of that too is where you go. Um, You know, I think that's a big, uh, that's a big factor in it. And just like kind of add on to what Duke said about Dion is Dion is unconventional. Like all of this is, we've never seen a guy like Dion take over a major power five program. I mean, you know, what happens with most coaches? Most coaches, you know, you, 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 we all hear it almost to the fact where, you know, we roll our eyes so much we almost go blind. Uh, they pay their dues. They pay their dues. And, um, you know, very rarely do you see a guy who is able to rise as fast as Dion was able to because, correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, I don't even think he was the head coach at Trinity Christian and Addison. He was like, an, he was like a volunteer helping him out. And then, of course, went to Jackson and, and is now here as, wow, Seattle Seahawks girl. I might be a Seahawks fan now. Um, but uh, oh, did y'all not see the blonde for the, for the Seahawks? Wow. I mean, oof. excuse me. I didn't mean to get distracted. I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but, but no, I mean, look, it's, it, it's all – whenever you have somebody – like I, I mentioned this in a, in, a, in a live I did earlier, is sometimes going to work, I will watch Ric Flair promos – not like to pump me up, but just to like kind of like put myself in a good mood that day. Yeah. And what, what was Ric Flair about? Ric Flair was about I'm custom made. You know, I, 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 I've got it all. You can be me for $10,000, kids. You know, like like all of these things. And like it's with Dion, it's going to be you're talking about Colorado football. You haven't talked about Colorado football. He can Ever. take these small things, too, of kids telling them or him telling kids, your time is done here. College coaches across the country tell kids, hey, look, it's best for you to move on. They right. do it all the time. Um, and, you know, and then people, oh, you know, these terrible college coaches. It's like, no, you got a roster. And when you're getting paid, you know, say conservatively five and a half million dollars a year or in Jimbo's case, nine and a half million dollars a year to not know anything um then <laughs> you know did i say that out loud i apologize you've been, uh, you've been or itching for the uh the jimbo yeah. slander i love it i love it no, no well you know i i guess now i'm 
I'm not asking a Tex Ags question, uh, but um, but no, I mean, it's just, you know, your your whole thing is a buddy of mine gave me a good piece of advice once. He said, don't ever underestimate a man when he has got a job that's online and Dion is in his first season and he's not in, in danger of losing his job, but he realizes that, look, you get about three years to be able to get this thing going in the right direction. And with as much publicity as he brings to his program, if he doesn't necessarily show any real type of progression going forward, then Dion or not, they're going to be looking to move on and go somewhere else. But uh, I, I do think that Colorado absolutely made the right move because yeah, look, I mean, you know, Dukes, uh, you know, and, and, and Marler, we all grew up on Colorado football. Like we remember, yeah. you know, Gary Barnett and we remember Rick Neuheisel and Bill McCartney and like, you know, those teams that were Colorado I, Buffalo football. Right. They haven't been that in a long time. I, I will say, and I don't want to age myself here, but I will. Um, I remember where I was when you had the Hail Mary against Michigan. Yeah. Right. Where, where else? Was that Westbrook? It was Westbrook and Stewart. Yeah, 94. And it was um, oh, yeah. it was Cordell. It was, um, I was coming home from a Bama Tulane barn burner it was like it was like a 20 to nothing game against Tulane where Bama was like a top three team but that was like acceptable back in like the 90s like just a tough tough you know hard fought win against a good Tulane team um no but I remember like that and then like you our know, quarterback had a side part right <laughs> we had like but you know like the Friday after Thanksgiving having that game against Nebraska I always love that yeah. um you know but yeah I mean I, I don't think I don't think you're you're wrong about that with, with Dion. It'll be very interesting to see how it plays out because of the fact that Dion will have it'll be it'll be an interesting case study in there's a lot of stuff I think that he'll get away with with the media because he's Dion and a lot of stuff that he won't and it'll be brought to light that a lot of coaches do like Dan said because he's Dion so yeah. it'll be just like a, a double edged sword. Um, wrap it up here for a second because we got six minutes left in the Hawks game they're up 113 110 you guys have both been great um, yeah I know we we, we um, Here's here's something that's kind of interesting here. So we just saw Jackson Smith uh, and Jigba go to the Seahawks. So they'll pair him up with um, with uh, DK Metcalf, which is awesome. But you have, I believe, we're at pick twenty one. So through twenty picks, and I'm missing one one total. The SEC and the Big Ten are tied. Is the SEC in danger of not having the most first round draft picks for the first time? And I don't. And I think. Uh, 16 years or 15 years? Yeah, I mean, I know they've had a good little run. I, I didn't know how long the streak was. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, because you would think that Joey Porter Jr. goes somewhere. Um, you would think, Ooh. you know, I mean, that's uh, that's a name that could come off the board. He was uh, really like my favorite corner. Like, I love Witherspoon. Yeah. I think Christian uh, Gonzalez is really good. I love Joey Porter's game. And I like his daddy was like my favorite football player growing up too. Mm-hmm. Like the stump, like before Sellies like got really, really retarded. Like he like fucking Joey Porter had the craziest stump. Like you remember that? I do not remember that. Um you don't remember but the I, stump, well, he would I, kick the ground and yeah. oh my god. Where, where did he play? Pittsburgh. Yeah, Steelers. He was on that. Uh, he was on the. Uh, was it uh, Bettis' last? Was it Bettis' yeah, last they, game? They, they ran a three-four. 
they had him at one side. They were they had uh I think a young uh, a baby. No, I don't even think it was James Harrison yet. They had uh oh Lamar Woodley. Yeah, Woodley. That's on right. On the other side, rushing the passer. And then they had uh James Ferrier. Yeah, James Ferrier. Yep. Man, like yes, yeah, all on the same defense. Oh, I was it Casey Hampton? Maybe I'm, I, I think I think Hampton was on that defensive line. Yeah. Yeah, like on the, man, they were loaded, man. Like, and, and Porter had the coolest defensive celly in 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 football. Period. Every time he got a sack, he would get up, kick the ground like he hated it, and it was just the coolest thing ever. So, uh, even since like and and but not to take too, so too much away from uh Junior, man, Joey Porter is six two. He can run. He's a four. He's a he's a low four four guy. He'll beat yeah. you up. On the line, he plays good zone and he'll tackle. Like he's really my favorite corner, so he's definitely Dude, going. Sorry, I had to interject. This, this class with with corners has been. I don't think I've ever seen a class with that kind of size. Like like the wingspan, the height, like all that stuff. Um, real quick, have you guys see you guys have obviously seen on uh what is it um with uh what is the fucking what's the guy's name? It's like Mike Hearn. He's a um. It's it's like a TikTok trend, like baby don't hurt me, and it's like the the bodybuilder Mike Hearn. Anyway, some people know what I'm talking about probably our our group of like eleven to fifteen year old TikTokers. I, that my, my, my TikTok knowledge is pretty much all of the videos I get are Smash Burgers <laughs> and like how to like make Smash Burgers or um, like weird like uh, hey watch this video and watch the alien behind the person. Like, like, yeah, I, I, I can't say that I'm uh, into the uh, TikTok influencer. All right. So we're to the stage of the draft where the guy that's left in the uh, green room is doing some awkward dancing. And that's what Will Levis is now doing. No, uh, it. I knew he was going to do some cringy. I, he, man, that, I told you. It's a cringe factor. I, I just, I don't get it. So he's not going to the Chargers. They're picking up next. Um, anyway, the only reason I brought that up is there was there was a dude's like a bodybuilder, professional bodybuilder. Um, they had him working out with uh, James Harrison, and James Harrison was single, like one arm. Oh yeah, one hundred and thirty-five. Like a, like a yeah, one thirty-five. It was crazy. It was like a, a barbell. Yeah. You got one pick in. I I will I will never forget that pick six in the Super Bowl against Arizona. Yeah. Where it was just like somebody's gonna bring him down, right? And you're like, no, okay, here he goes. <laughs> and then you see out of nowhere, here comes here comes Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, that was a good. One. All right, we're let's close it out here. Quentin Johnson just got taken by the Chargers. Um, all right, nice all uh, y'all plug everywhere where people can find you. Thank you so much again for joining us, um, both you Dukes and uh, yeah, Dukes. I, I just realized I told you ten minutes and you've been on here for like an hour. So thank you very much. Um, <laughs> first of all, yeah, first of all, it was my fault. Um, we'll, uh, secondly, I hope that you guys take that into consideration when you go back over everything I said tonight. Uh, first, uh, look, it, I was here way too long. Uh, that's very secondly, fair. Secondly, you know, I apologize. I was, you know, Chris is my guy. I was trying to impress in front of companies. So, Don't, even start. Don't blame me. Don't blame me. Yeah, you're, you're great as usual, man. Apologize for nothing. That's right. Um, all right, Dan, let me uh, – I'll, I'll finish up some of this Tyler Buckner stuff. We'll, we'll have a um, recap of the draft at the end of this as well. And um, we'll see you guys very soon.